Today's reading comes from Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 19. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. When Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called that place Bethel. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Let's pray. We thank you, O oh God, for this moment, for the opportunity to reflect and meditate on your word. And I pray, O oh God, that we would hear the message you have for us today. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing unto you, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And surely the presence of the Lord is in your place. Amen. Now I can't hear you say amen like if you were in the sanctuary. So I'm going to ask you, those who are listening live and on Facebook, to send a virtual amen at this time. It is so good to be with you again and to share God's word with you. How many of you have had a dream that seemed so real that it wasn't actually a dream? A dream that kind of wakes you up from your sleep and you feel that you're actually there. I've had one of those dreams. 
In fact, I had a dream like that, and I remember it was back in October of 1996. I started preaching when I was about 16. So this December, it'll be 40 years. And I knew after I preached for the very first time that I wanted to do that again. I wanted to do it as often as I had the opportunity. There was just something about it. I also knew that I didn't want to be a pastor, but I did want to be a preacher. And I would preach as often given the opportunity. But every time somebody would say, God's calling you to pastor, I would say, no, he's not. Not me. I'm not being called to that. And so for 13 years, I said no. Every time somebody suggested God was calling me. And in the early morning hours of a cold October morning, I heard someone's voice as I slept quietly in my home with my wife next to me. Why do you keep running from my call? How long will you keep running from my call? That was the voice I heard that October morning. I woke up alarmed that somebody was in the house. I looked around. Nobody was there. My wife was still asleep. We had one child at the time. She was still asleep. And so I went back to sleep. And again, why are you running from my call? How long will you run from my call? I woke up again, and this time I woke up my wife, and I said, did you hear that? Somebody said something. She looked at me and said, you're dreaming. Go back to sleep. I went back to sleep. And a third time, why are you running from my call? How long will you run from me? I can chase you for eternity. I got up and I said, Lord, if that's you, I'm not going to run anymore. A little later, I got up and called my pastor, said, I need to speak with you. I need to tell you what has happened. We met later that day. I told him about my dream and he said, I've been waiting for you to respond. It's been a long time that you've been saying no. I said, I'm not going to say no anymore. He says, you're ready? I said, I'm ready. He said, good, because this is going to move really fast. This was in October. In November, I went before the SPRC at my local church. In December, I went before the charge conference in my local church. The following March, I went before the district committee on ordained ministry. In May, I was in licensing school, and in June of 1997, I was at annual conference being appointed to my first church. July 1st of 1997, I preached for the first time as a pastor in the United Methodist Church. 
13 years, I said no. And I ran until God confronted me in a dream. In today's lesson, we, we find Jacob. Now, Jacob is on the run. He's left his family, he's left his home, and he's on the run going to live with a relative, his uncle, because Jacob cheated his brother. Jacob was, was kind of unethical, if you ask me. He cheated his brother out of his birthright and out of his blessing. And so now Jacob is afraid for his life and has to flee. And I'm almost certain that Jacob was not looking or seeking out the God of his fathers, Isaac and Abraham. But the God of his fathers was seeking out Jacob. And so Jacob unknowingly enters into a place where he will be confronted by God. And while he sleeps, Jacob experiences a vision, an encounter with God. We call that a theophany, a manifestation of the presence of God. And through this encounter with God, Jacob receives unexpectedly comfort and hope and a promise from God. This unethical man who's on the run, who has cheated his own brother, is being offered the opportunity to be in relationship with God. Now, if I'm honest with you, one of the reasons I continued to say no over those 13 years is because I felt I was not worthy. I feel that surely, knowing who I was and, and the sins in my life, that surely God could not use me. Surely all these people who are saying God is calling you don't know me really and don't know that I'm not worthy. But yet, even when I failed to seek out God, God continued to seek out me and eventually confronted me in a dream. The reality is God continues to seek out each one of us, you and me. You see, God has called each one of us, has created each one of us, just like he created Jacob, for a purpose. And there is a plan and there is a will of God for each one of us. But we spend so much time running away, denying and avoiding the plan and will of God 
for our lives. And so this morning, I'd like to ask you a question. Are you running away from the plan and will of God for your life? Have you been given a dream? Have you been given a vision that God has planted upon you that you continue to say no to? What is God calling you to do? We're all, we're each given a plan. Every single one of us. A dream to live out. This past week, Friday I believe, the nation lost two giants of the civil rights movement. Congressman John Lewis and the Reverend C.T. Vivian. These two gentlemen worked tirelessly for the plan and the vision that Martin Luther King laid out. And I think it's appropriate as we remember Congressman Lewis and Reverend Vivian that we listen to a few words of the dream that Dr. Martin Luther King had that he gave this August will be 57 years, August 28, 1963 at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. We've all heard it. The I Have a Dream speech. But I'd like to say just a few words of that to remember the dream, the God-given and God-inspired dream that God gives us. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair, I say to you today, my friends. And so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. That we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. My friends, what are your hopes? What are your God-inspired dreams? For your family, for our church, for our nation, 
for our world? And do these dreams match up with the will and plan of God for your life? I encourage you to dream big, God-inspired dreams. And then strive to carry them out. (coughs) Always remembering that God doesn't abandon us to do it all on our own. But neither does God promise to do it all for us. We are all called to do our part. What is your dream? Is it God-inspired? And does it bring honor and glory to God? Dream big and then seek to fulfill it. Let us pray. Lord God, we just thank you for the dreams that you give us, for the times that you confront us, and for the strength and courage you provide us. to live out those dreams. I pray, O God, that we will be faithful individually and corporately as we strive to live out the dreams you've planted in our hearts. For your honor and your glory. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us in worship today. I'm Senior Pastor Holly Gotelli. Alamo Heights United Methodist Church is a Christian community of love, hope, and belonging for all. To connect with us, visit ahumc.org or find us on social media.